On my 30th birthday, I was kind of having a rough time. I mean, I was turning 30, after all. It's a, it's, it's a strange time in your life where you realize that the end is around the corner somewhere. And as I was having that rough day, I had worked over 12 hours. I had gotten home at like 9 o'clock at night. I was listening to the radio, and on came a song by The Specials. I've always liked ska, and I've always liked The Specials. So I was really excited. The song that came on was Enjoy Yourself. I really took that song to heart. And every time I'm feeling down or I'm feeling old, I think, Chris, you just have to enjoy yourself like Terry. He's going to enjoy himself first. Hello, I'm Terry, and I'm going to enjoy myself first. A curioso is someone who inquires in esoteric matters. A collector of knowledge. Hey, Joe. Hey, Chris. So before we start the show, okay, I want to just do a little bit of house cleaning, housekeeping. I don't know. What do you call it? Uh, housekeeping. Letters-ish <laughs> things. Yes. Letter letter things. Letter Letter things. T- Curioso talk. Uh, real world stuff, not old world stuff. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. So we got a email from Amanda who suggested the Bitters episode. And I just wanted to read it real quick. I heard the Bitters episode. Great work. And I have no I I had no idea. Great work. And I had no idea how far back they go. My favorite drink with bitters is bourbon, lemon bitters, simple syrup, and a splash of soda water. Knowing what I know now, it sure explains why I could drink so many of them. Amanda, I don't know if that explains why you, you could drink so many of them, but yeah. you know, anyway, we'll, we'll we'll move on to the P.S., which says, whenever I need a laugh, I just say, Sisurpins. In that bizarre cadence from the episode, and I'm instantly perked up. Nice. So uh, our friend Heather loves it when we say Sisurpins as mm-hmm. well. So, mm-hmm. all right, so our second email is from Anne. She says, just started listening to your podcast and came across the one on Mead, one of my favorites, by the way. Hmm. I live in South Australia. Oh, that's like your accent. <laughs> know, ex- always... Your accent is totally South Australian. Wait, okay, so just for people who don't know, I cannot do any accent whatsoever. No. Okay? So I joke around saying that it's South Australian, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And now we actually have an email from someone from South Australia uh, to tell us about, like, the awesome wine country that they live in, and okay. now I just feel like a jerk. No, but you have to do read this email in your I, South Australian accent. You, you understand that I can't do that, right? Because uh, it can. just it goes fluently from sounding like a Mexican accent mm-hmm. to a Scottish accent and kind an Irish. Norwegian. And mostly I just sound like a Baltimorean. There you go. Or Baltimorean. Right. So uh, I'll just go ahead and read the rest of it. I live in South Australia about 10 minutes from McLaren Vale, which is a major wine district. There is a winery that specializes in mead, Maxwell Wines, and they make a good spiced mead. You serve warm, and it is the best thing for a cold. Forget cough mixture. This is the best cold cough remedy. Hmm. Thought you might be interested that mead is popular in Australia as well. Really enjoy your show and working my way through the episodes. Well, Anne, we are proud to have you as a listener and as a curioso. Yeah, definitely. uh, 
Yeah, and I'm gonna have to order some of our some of that Maxwell um, Maxwell Mead. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to order some up, and maybe we'll have it at Burn Supper. Oh yeah, that'd be come good. In January. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll have. It, it seems like it ties it all together because sure. it's a South Australian mead that we'll be drinking mm-hmm. uh, at a Scottish event. So it's just like just like, like my accent, yeah. my, my my fake your affected faux, accent, yeah, your faux <laughs> accent. Yes. One more bit of housekeeping, Chris. The Peak Sloth Network is doing a live show. Right, and it is the 2017, the year of the Peak Sloth. Uh, it, it's it, like you, the back of a fortune cookie. Right. 2017, the year of the peak sloth. It is the yeah. year of the peak sloth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like the, the Chinese food placemats. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So it is, this is happening December 31st from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. So this is kind of like your, you know, pregame with the, with the, uh, for the, the, the New Year's sloth. thing. Right. Yeah. And I believe Joel is actually coming back from California mm-hmm. uh, to see his family and, uh, and to be a part of this. Good. So, and Lars is going to be there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I believe also Jonathan and Marty from We Have to Ask are mm-hmm. also going to be doing a live show. Right. Uh, Joe and I would not be doing a live show because we suck at live shows. <laughs> That's right. Uh, unless I'm putting swords down my gullet. Right, and I'm squeezing through a tennis racket. Yeah, right. Past, past so, that, we're, we're not going to do that. No, yeah. So, uh, because we edit everything, so we don't sound like morons. But uh, we... I'm going to edit that so you sound like a moron. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, the point is, is you should definitely go. You should definitely uh, spend some time with Joel uh, while he's here in Maryland and not in California. If mm-hmm. you are, you know, uh, from the area where mm-hmm. a lot of uh, people listen from. Yep. So, because that's where we're from. Again, edit. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's get started with the show. What are we talking about today? Well, Joe, we're talking about ska, ska, ska. A ska, ska, ska? Jamaican ska. Oh. I don't know where I was going with that. that. No, no. But it's not just Joe and I here today. No, it's not. We have a special guest. We do. Someone with some uh, bona fides. Bona fides. Bona bona fides. Yes. Some trombona fides, if I may dare say so. Is that Uh, a ska pun? Yeah. A welcome, Amanda. Hi. (laughs) So, Amanda, you're on the ska episode because you actually have experience and bona fides, can you tell us what they are? Well, I am a trombonist, Mm -hmm. um, and I used to play in a ska band called the Smiz Oaks. Um, We were around from like 1996 through the early 2000s, and um, from time to time we come around and do reunion shows. We did one last November at the Auto Bar, Mm -hmm. and um, they're a lot of fun, so yeah, I'm bonerific. Nice. Yeah, I definitely thought, I mean, we've been friends since... What, high school? Yes. So I definitely was like, okay, we need to get Amanda on this episode yeah. because she knows her ska. Yes. Right? Yeah. So if you people out there don't know what ska is. What do you mean by you people? All, all the people. <laughs> people who aren't, you know, boner experts. Yeah. People who are not ska perts. Is that what you would call them? Ska? No, that sounds awful. That sounds worse? Yeah. Okay. All the people in podcast land ska who flaws. do not know what ska is... Ska is a music style, like uh, jazz or R&B, a style of music, right? And it came out of Jamaica during the 1950s. It is a precursor to things like rocksteady and reggae. That rocksteady beat one. Mm-hmm. Was that, was that bad? Uh, it was, uh, that was okay for an accent? all right. All right, all right. Okay. Just move on, move on. <laughs> its early influences were Mento and Calypso. 
which was the Caribbean styles of music at the time. Right. I, I've never heard Mento before. Uh, I just know it's the Fresh Maker. That's right. all I know. Yeah, that's, I mean, it seems like it would be a pretty fre- fresh beat, but, you know. <laughs> Alongside early American things at the time, jazz, R&B, and some early rock and roll styles. So the style is typically upbeat, quick, with a lot of distinct characteristics, i.e. the drums tend to stay at a 4-4 time, Amanda? Yeah. Typically. The third beat of each fourth triplet phase is usually accented with the bass drum and the snare, so a nice pop. There's also the upstroke in the guitar work, or sometimes called the skank, There can also be keyboards, organs, lots of walking bass lines, and more often than not, horns, like trumpet, saxophone, trombone, and a few others, right? In your experience? Uh, Usually sax, trumpet, and trombone. Yeah. Yeah. So your your triangle of of horns or whatever you'd call that. Yeah, you could call it that, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But I think mostly, like, the, the major deal around ska is that is that it it really is made for dancing it's made for the dance hall it's made to right. really stomp your feet have a good time and and you know what i mean it's really it it, it kind of stems from like where we had big band mm-hmm. uh you know because like in the 1950s you know it, after world war ii American troops, they were posted in Jamaica, uh, you know, and they were bringing, like, the new hip sounds, you know what I mean? Right. And, uh, you know, with that kind of cum- culmination of, of things going on, you know, it, it, it kind of brought a new sound out of it, mm-hmm. you know, out, out of Jamaica, you know? And, I mean, it, talking about, like, coming a lot of the time from, like, the slums, mm-hmm. you know? So the spread, development, and history of ska can kind of be broken up in three waves, as, as it were. The first wave being from the 50s, from Jamaica. And most of that kind of stems, like what you were saying, Chris, is that people in Jamaica had the ability to listen to the radio. The U.S. troops that were stationed, not actually on Jamaican islands, the areas, mm-hmm. but nearby. Right. Uh, and some on, on the islands. They were playing music of American stuff, R&B, jazz, and some early rock and roll stuff. So those influences kind of all melded together to sort of start the basis of ska. I guess the big point where it became an actual thing and not just people like messing with different sounds and sort of doing like, you know, garage workshops and things, just plucking around. Shortly after Jamaica gained its independence from Britain, there was a DJ, like a local radio DJ, who basically uh, was listening to the local artists of the time taking these new sounds from jazz, R&B, the stuff they already played, the Caribbean stuff, and starting this whole new genre of music. Jamaica got its independence, and he thought, this is our local sound now. Like, this is is all its own thing. There's nothing like this. Right. Between the Caribbean stuff, which is... More, like you were saying, big band, samba, steel drums and stuff. Right, and, and, and that mixed sound. with, like, the R&B that was, you know, the rhythm of blues and stuff mm-hmm. like that that was coming out. And the jazz and the sort of, like... Yeah, from, from the Americas. Right. That mixed with it, you know, and, and, and became, like, this coalescence, right. you know? So and he found that 
he couldn't find anything else that sounded like that. And he thought, let's, let, I need to start to foster these musicians who are writing this brand new sound, you know, and, and work with them and, and make it the Jamaican sound, make it our own thing because we are independent now. We need solidarity. We need a cultural influence for everybody on the islands. Right. And wh- which, which guy are you talking about? His name was Clement Coxon Dodd. So the, yeah, that was that was that was Coxon. He was one of the first guys to. He decided to set up his own recording studio, and start working with these brand new artists. And that studio is Studio One, mm-hmm. and it's it's a, like a decent. It's like talking to uh, people from the grunge era and saying it came from Seattle sub pop. Right. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like it's that level of origin story. Right. And some of the early artists of that time were Desmond Decker, an early Bob Marley, mm-hmm. the Scottalites, Byron Lee and the Dragonairs. I've never heard of them, so I don't know who they are. <laughs> uh, but he took those, those bands and really like, let's, let's make this a thing. Let's work on this. So that's pretty much considered the first wave of ska, the invention, the sort of melding of all these things, and then it's in the world now as a creature. Right. So before we start getting like too, too deep into everything, um, I just kind of wanted to go around uh, the room a little bit and, and kind of talk about what our first, you know, our first utterances with ska were. You okay. know what I mean? What kind of brought you into it? Because we've all obviously listened to it. Mm-hmm. You know, does anybody have a, you know, a, like a first time story? What was your first time, Amanda? Gosh, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I'm sure I listened to it before I, I joined a ska band. Um, I remember listening to Op Ivy with, you know, you, Chris, when we right. were kids. Um, you know, and, and just the specials. The specials really hold a special place in my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, That's why they're called that. It yeah. is. Because they yeah. hold a special place right it's in true. your heart. Yeah. It's true. It's true. Um, I, I had the privilege of seeing them once at a Warped Tour, um, which was a lot of fun. And, you know, we haven't talked about, you know, the dancing of the, the skanking, but... You know, everybody was skanking around, and somebody started crowd surfing. And, I mean, they just stopped, and they were like, no, you can't do that. No, <laughs> no we're here to dance. Yeah. Right, right. And it was just awesome because, you know, when you are dancing and somebody crowd surfs, and then they fall on your head, and you're like, wow, yeah, that and sucks get, for everybody. You get mm-hmm. a van to the face, and it just pulls yeah. it, it ruins everything. Yeah, you know? it really yeah. does. So, you know? yeah. or, I, just, I just saw them, like, uh, almost a month and a half ago. I saw yeah. that. Yeah. I'm really sad I didn't know about the show until after it yeah, happened. Yeah, it was a surprise for me yeah. too, so but it was, yeah. it was really cool. Joe told for me sure. about it, but I had no money yeah. at the time. So and <laughs> yeah. the filmer is kind of expensive. Yeah, I got to be honest yeah. with you. So a pricey. Yeah, I saw Frank Turner there and I spent way too much money to do it. Yes. Uh, I think my first foray into ska was Probably either you, Chris, or maybe somebody at one of our local hangouts, like the mall or, mm-hmm. you know, somebody else's house. But I think it was probably Judge Dredd or the specials. Yeah, I was going to say, because I remember having a couple of Judge Dredd CDs back yeah. in the day. You know? And like the real raunchy, goofy. Yeah, Judge, Judge Dredd, Dredd stuff. <laughs> yeah. But those are probably my first two uh, bands that I experienced. I'm like, what? What is this stuff? I, I think. Okay, so I, I hate to like branch it into sideshow, but mm-hmm. you know, I, I do whenever I can. I know. Uh, but when I perform sideshow, I love that tongue in cheek kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and and 
I, I've always loved that kind of tongue-in-cheek kind of joke stuff. So where it kind of like goes over the kids' heads. So when you're performing, it goes over the kids' heads, but the parents can catch it. Right. And I've always loved that kind of thing. And I think I get that from like being a teenager and listening to like Judge Dredd. Probably. You know what I mean? That like tongue-in-cheek kind of humor. And I, I've, I've just always loved that about, about Judge Dredd too. And we're not talking about like Judge Dredd from the comics, the comics or the but, movies. Yeah, yeah. But you know what I mean? But it's still. He's a giant white Scottish guy from the 70s who did ska. Who, yeah, right. <laughs> okay, so this is going to be really strange. Uh, but my very first time that I think I ever listened to ska was in uh, 1987. Okay. Wow. This would have put me at nine years old. All right. <sighs> now, a movie came out called Back to the Beach. Now, okay. Do you know you know who Frankie and Annette are? Mm-hmm. Give me Annette. Anyway, yeah, no, anyway, bad yeah. Joke. so they were they did a whole bunch of movies back in the day. Uh-huh. You know they they were you know did a whole bunch of like Beach Bunny movies and stuff like that. The, and the bad rear projection screens where he's holding her up and and he's pretending to surf. Yeah, 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 all kinds of stuff like that, right? Well, they made another movie in '87, which was you know it was called Back to the Beach, and like they went back and they had kids, you know, and they were they were still doing like the cool surfing dude kind of stuff, but it, I, I don't know. I think, like, some surf Nazis showed up or something. I can't remember all of it. Mm-hmm. But I do remember that uh, Annette, I believe, sung uh, uh, sung uh, Jamaican ska. You know, the, mm-hmm. the ska, 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 da, 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 Jamaica ska. And that was the first time I ever heard about ska and knew what it was. Right. And I remember going to that movie when I was, you know, nine years old with my parents, and we went to go see it. And that was the first time I ever heard about it. And it wasn't until probably in my teenage years that I heard about it again. And I was like, oh, you know, punk rock's pretty cool. The ska <laughs> thing is pretty cool. And then, like, it, I, that was I, – I was cemented in, like, what we would call the third wave of ska. Yes. Where, you know, like the early 90s where it really started coming back hard again. Yeah, 80s, so, 90s, yeah. You know, and, I mean, we haven't even talked about, like, the 70s two-tone ska yet, mm-hmm. and I'm sure we're going to get into that, but, you know, I, I really caught into it during the third wave, mm-hmm. so, which, to be honest with you, I think is the biggest wave yet. Probably. Because you know? yeah. yeah, it just kept on going. Like, I really thought, like, it was, I mean, it really, like, during, like, the, the end of, like, the 90s, early 2000s, it, it wound up dying out a lot, but it, it seems like it's coming back, maybe for a fourth wave. Yeah, it's bizarre. It seems like, if you look at... Like the structure of the the waves seems like the second wave kind of takes everything from the first wave, the the music and the bands and stuff, and sort of like propels it and pushes it forward more, mm-hmm. you know. And then same with the third wave, it's like oh, the first and second wave, we love their music, let's make some more. And then so it kind of they all pop up all kind of at the same time in in the sequential waves later down the road. So in the first wave, you had several other bands that I think we should probably mention. The Wailers, Millie Small, The Silvertones, Stranger Cole, Alton Ellis. I mean, they're giant list. And to think that when I was younger, I always thought reggae came first. That was the island sound. That was the Jamaican original sound. Right. And I, I because reggae was his, seems like it's been like a constant this entire time. Right, right. But it, it, it's reversed. It's Absolutely. Ska actually came first. So if you don't know what ska is, imagine reggae, because you probably know what reggae is, and speed reggae up. And make it like a beat that you can actually dance to. Right, but reggae always reminds me of of ska, just slowed way down to this sort of like chill, mellow version of it. Right. So before we go any further, uh, I wanted to mention there are multiple theories on the origin of the word 
Ska? Right. There's a, a fellow named Ernest Wranglin who claimed that the term was coined by musicians to refer to the scat, 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 screeching guitar strum. I don't really consider ska screeching, but maybe back in those days it was a screechy noise. Yeah. It's sort of like upstroke. Right, right. You know? Uh, and they also call it skank, the, the skank guitar style. Yeah. With that sort of like weird upstroke thing. The chicka chicka. Yeah, and I, it's so hard to do. I don't know, you guys who, who can do that, like I tried for years when way back in my youthy punky days, I'm like, I can do ska. It's, it's easy. And I'm like, I can't do ska. It's too hard. <laughs> I'll stick to punk. Uh, Wranglin also asserted that the difference between R&B and ska beats is that the former goes chicka and the latter goes ka chick. So this is, I think this is a, a vanilla, <laughs> this is a vanilla ice situation. Right. No, it's not bum, 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 bada, bum, bum. It's bum, 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 bada, bum, bum. Right. You know, yeah. it's probably similar to that. But there are conflicting accounts that it's not from, it, it could be from the, the shortening of the skank word for the guitar style or the scat, scat, scat style, but there's no definitive answer of right. where, why we call it. Ska. All right, Joe. So I found like another another way that ska possibly the word ska possibly came about. Okay. okay. Uh, so the theory is the term ska came from a guy named Cluett Johnson that he coined the term, or Clue J as he was known, uh, because he was with Clue J and his Blues Blasters. They were from Coxstones, uh, Coxstone Dodd's house. Okay, he was the house band in the 50s and 60s before the rise of the Scottalites. And as the story goes, it explains that the yaya sound of the music and the rhythm, rhythm being made, the word ska popped out, probably because he greeted his friends with the word skavuvi. Yeah, yep. Right, so uh, it could be because he would say, hey, skavuvi, man. He would say hello like to an, his friends. It's just like an exclamation. Like, Scott movie. It's just like a nonsense word. It's like yoink, Scoob. <laughs> right, <Or whatever>. exactly. <laughs> now, I'm just going to start saying Scavuvi to all my friends when sure. I say hi to them. So, because I, now I, I already pick up the phone when people call me mm-hmm. and I say ahoy. Yeah. And instead of that, I'm just going to start saying Scavuvi nice. when, when I pick up nice. the phone from here on out. That's it. That's what you're going to get, Joe. I'm- so... Mush- you don't you you don't call me anyway. No, I'd be like mushy mushy. <laughs> yeah, yeah we, dude, we just we, I say ahoy sometimes. Dana calls me and I say aloha. Mm. Like I just answer the phone all just different randomly. kinds of ways randomly. Yeah. So Scavuvi is going to go into the rotation. Sure, faux show. Jackie Mito insists that the musicians called the rhythm of ska staya staya, like how it's how it's played the. What do you call that? Onomatopoeia, the, the sound, the word sound. Mm-hmm. Right. And that Byron Lee, who was introduced to the term ska, states that the guitar and the piano make the ska sound like ska ska as when they're played together. Okay. So, like I said, many different possibilities for the origin of the word. So, I was trying to read a few. Okay. I've never been like, okay, as we all know. I have been in a band with Joe before. We were mm. in Wasted City and stuff, you know, right. and we were in a, like a punk rock band. Mm. Uh, I do think we tried to attempt a ska song or two. And in and Fast Eddie, and we were in the Toxics for like five minutes. Yeah. In the yeah. For like a, a month. Right. I can't actually say that word without having to go get a drink of water. Yeah. It hurts my and throat. And I can't spell it. No. No, yeah. we, none of us can. I think that yeah. was the whole joke. But 
uh, I know we tried doing a few ska songs. We can never wind up pulling it off. Right. It just never, ever it's worked out. You right. have to have, it's, it's all about the drums. Right. And that, that guitar upstroke being in sort of like, is it unison, Amanda, or is they, are they offset? The, the drums and the uh, guitar? The upstroke. Because it always kind feels of more like they're unison with the rhythm, um, yeah. you know, kind of very upbeaty, um, you know, but emphasizing the, the place, upbeats. Yeah, and they would take the place of a typical bass guitar, where a bass usually follows the drums mm-hmm. or vice versa, right. and right. guitar is accent, right. where everything else is accent. Right, and you've got more of the bass doing the melody, and the mm-hmm. drums and the guitar are more of the rhythm section, which is not your typical, you know, rock band structure. Right. Yeah. Okay. See that was that's what was messing me up. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to like read the music theory on it, and I already don't understand music theory <laughs> because I was in a punk band and all I did was sing. Yeah. Like I've since tried to teach myself ukulele. I've learned like a half a song, I think, or so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still to this day don't don't I just don't get it. I can't wrap my head around it. You know. Yeah. And Dana's like, oh, you just need more practice, and mm-hmm. I'm like, I just need more brains. Um, <laughs> You know, this is why I went into sword swallowing and, and shoving my hands into animal traps. Yeah, there's there's no you know? uh, sword theory involved. You just the, do it. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. So, gotcha. So I was reading like a little bit, like the snare hit comes on like the, the third beat. Mm-hmm. And, and, and like I was, so I was, you know. Typically. I mean, it's not. A, like the emphasis is on what the, 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 the first and se- the first and third beat Right? And then the snare hit is on the third as well. I don't know. It was also very confusing. <laughs> Can someone explain this to me? If Does it's, anybody? It's 4-4 four, four time, right. generally. Mm-hmm. And then the the bass and snare of the drums would be hit as a prominent on the third beat. Right? I, I thought it was two and four, but... Well, it could be two. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Like, it really depends on what... Your mm. what kind of style you're going for in that world of ska, right? Because you can it, do faster, you can do slower, you can do, but they're typically four four time. But it's not, it's just not the upstroke that changes it, right? I mean, because you can you can have you know all corns and anything you want. It's not. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just the culmination of all of it. But it, it's, right. But it's also the 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 way the beat is is mm-hmm. is performed is what really kind of like sells it and makes it. Mm-hmm. You know the the it's not the same beats as you would in like tor- typical rock music. Oh, yeah, or polka or or anything else. It's very distinct. One of the songs that I remember uh, I used to love from Op Ivy was a song called Sound System. Right, and when I pictured the song when he's talking about sound system gonna bring me back up, yeah, sound. You know, so he's talking about sound system. So I'm thinking like a sound system. You know, in your room, you're like, oh, I have a sound system. I'm going to turn it up. I'm going to listen to some music, and I'm going to rock out in my bedroom. Because to me, as a teenager, that's what I was doing, listening to Op Ivy, or rocking the, out in my the, bedroom. The big boom box. Yeah, had. yeah, like over my shoulder, like With, like I was like the punk rocker mm-hmm. from uh, <laughs> the the – the the one about uh, the what is it the one about whales what is the what is the Star Trek about whales a new hope we're, we're, no <laughs> the Star Trek about whales and like the punk rockers on the bus and he's listening to music and and like Spock comes up and gives him the Spock pinch and he falls over yeah voyage home right the one about whales yeah, I don't know yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's called Star Trek colon the one about whales yes. I'm, I'm fairly sure. Mm. So that's what I'm thinking, like sound system, right? Okay. But that's not what a sound system was in like in like 60s Jamaican culture. A sa- the, I mean, it was, but it wasn't. So basically, there was a big contest battle between DJs back back mm-hmm. in the day, back in the 60s, on you know on on the island of Jamaica. 
and uh, they would play the baddest tunes, uh, you know, and sometimes more than 10 times a night, DJs would be vying for crowds to dance to their sets. They would make money by setting up a sound system. So they would get a big, like, fat, f- fat flatbed truck, mm-hmm. and they would put gigantic speakers on it, and they would put, like, a DJ booth up there, and they would play records. Yeah. And along with those records, they would also have a dude that sold beer and uh, a dude that sold some food. And they basically, during the weekends like or just whenever, festival kind they of had a little tiny pop-up festival where people would come and they would dance and they would skank and they would they would do the ska. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they would they would enjoy like the dance hall tunes, you know, they would play all like the hottest, newest, you know, baddest music mm-hmm. and they would eat and drink and just party, right? right? Kind of coupling with the fact that there were so many kids at the time that didn't have any you know, any jobs. They, 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 they just could not find jobs on the island. You know, mm-hmm. there was like a recession going on. They just didn't have the money at the time. Right. But the little money that they did have, they could spend on a little bit of food or a little bit of beer and, and go dancing. Now, are you talking you know? about the Rude Boys? I am talking about the Rude Boys. Mm-hmm. Rude was a, a slang Usually the term, uh, the impoverished. The That's t- just rude. Right. Teens, sort of correlated with nobodies, sort of like a vagabond. The term was taken up by those said vagabond youth, uh, the rude, and they identified themselves as rude boys. They would also dress in suits they would find at thrift stores and stuff. Right. To sort of like thumb their nose at at the uh, the upper crust yeah, of, it was, of, of uh, society. It was it was literally like um uh like a parody, right? Yeah, yeah. You know we I mean? don't have any money. We're just here to dance and have a good time. So I'm gonna but find a secondhand suit. Right. And we'll pretend you know that we're upper crust class people and you guys don't even know what we're talking about, basically. Right. And and know? they were the hippest cats around. Exactly. Yeah. A lot of the time, though, you know, you had, just like you have in today's society, you had some slums, some ghettos, and you had, you know, gangs, you know, that would get together. And they would be sometimes gangs of rude boys. Right. So, you know, you you had, just like nowadays, you have people that are good people that just want to dance, and Mm -hmm. then you have Mm -hmm. people that want to fuck that up, you yeah. know? Yeah, so there, I mean, there were plenty of bad apples, you know, in... Bad, bad apples? What's bad that? apples. <laughs> uh, the, apples. In the rude boy crowd. So, yeah, I mean, it kind of had a bad connotation after a while. So this all kind of coexisted at the same time that you had your, your sound system battles, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, there was like a first wave of sound systems, uh, a few different people, Sir Nick the Champ, Tom the Great Sebastian, Count Smith, the blues blaster. They would all play all these, you know, all these different, you know, you know, blues and rock and different things like that. Mm-hmm. And then eventually when you had like that kind of like first wave of that going on, right? Right. I imagine it like like a food truck battle. Right. You know, yeah. but flatbed trucks with a bunch of speakers and DJs, you yeah. know, and they just pull up to a little part of the town and we got the best music over here, you know, and the guys across town are like, no, no, that's us. We have the best music. Probably playing all of the same stuff in different times of the day or whatever. Well, I, I'm, get, I'm, I'm kind of getting into that, but a lot of the time they were trying to get, a lot of the time they, they would take like their records mm. and they would take like the, the, the labels off of them. Oh, 
Yeah, and the reason why they did that was so that the other DJs, the other sound systems, could not see what they were playing. So they didn't know. spinning. Yeah, so Mm -hmm. they were like playing, you know, so they would play it and, you know, everybody would come over and they would dance to it and it would be, you know, cool, hip, whatever. And they would make sure that nobody else knew what they were playing. And sometimes they would cut, like, singles. Like, they would get, you know, some of, like, the big bands, the brass bands Mm -hmm. to play different musics. They would record it. And they would just do a single that was just for them, Hmm. and they wouldn't give it to anybody else. It was like really like this whole this whole battle, you know, between DJs is really almost how we get like our our better sound systems now. Mm -hmm. You know, it's so weird that it all came out of like 1960s Jamaica, but it really did. It all came out of like the ska movement. So you had uh, two main guys after like the first few people started playing blues and stuff like that. These Mm -hmm. guys really, when it became ska. These guys were really into it. It was called uh, Duke Reed, and he was known as the Trojan. He was one of the biggest, baddest characters to run a sound system. He was named after the Bedford Trojan truck he used to load his sounds. He was an ex-policeman, and he was inclined to let off a pair of revolvers while playing his system, it was said. (laughs) Because of his aggressive behavior and his connection between violent gang members... He, he, this is how he ran his business and, wow. and, and his sound system. And at the time, there was another guy named Clement Seymour Dodd, mm-hmm. and he was known as Sor Coxone, and he had the downbeat sound system. And he was named after the Yorkshire cricketer Coxone. I really don't uh-huh. understand what that means. I guess that's where we get baseball. Yeah. It's from cricket. Right. Yeah. So, but he was named after, I guess, a, a, like a head guy, like a. Player? Yeah. Like an I actual guess player? Coxo- yeah. So okay. he, I guess he took up the name. One of Dodd's DJs included a, a former boxer known by Prince Buster. His sound system came into conflict with Reed's one night, and the boisterous Reed and his 16 people in his crew went down to one of Coxone's party to tar the place up. They went down to tear it up. Tear it up or tar it up? Tear, tar it up. Can you just say it in a Jamaican accent? That's what I meant to do. Okay. Just per, everybody just imagine, just, say, just imagine he did that. Just say tear it up in a Jamaican accent. Who me? Yeah, you. I can't. I can just only do the red stripe thing. That's the they only come I can to tard tard. Never mind. Anyway, anyway. no, I just uh, still sound <laughs> Baltimorean. Yeah, I sound like a Baltimorean. Or you have so, tar in your mouth. So he. <laughs> yeah, right. There's far in the tar factory. Mm-hmm. Um, did I? I, I got to tell you that story one time. The far in the tar factory joke. Not a joke. It was a terrible thing that happened. But it's a really weird circumstance. Anyway, so... Uh, I don't know, Amanda. <laughs> I, I have no yeah. clue. You can cut all that. That's fine. So basically, 16 guys went down to tear the place up. Mm-hmm. And when Buster caught wind of what was going down, because uh, he was shooting dice around the corner from his, you know, his party that was going on, mm. he quickly made his way to the party to have knives pulled on him. And one of Reed's thugs split his head open with a stone. Ooh. Just took a stone and, and brained him, basically. Wow. So, bizarrely, both Reed and Prince Buster later made uh, later made up becoming friends, but uh, there was other clashes just with other sound system parties. Mm. And it was always a common fear of gang battles between the sound system crews uh, after the party goers and music fans. They were always worried about this happening. And those people who crash parties uh, were known as the dance hall crashers. Huh. So nice. if you've ever heard, you know, you've heard that in the ska scene, mm. that's what that's from. People coming in and, you know, coming into a dance hall, seeing what's going on and just basically kicking ass because their sound system is up the street. 
and uh, they wanted people to be afraid and not go to this other guy's sound system okay. party. So it's not like tying your you know wrists together in a knife fight like in the Michael Jackson video, right? <laughs> uh, no, I think it was a little bit more brutal than that. Okay. Because real life doesn't happen like that, Joe. Damn. So styles of toasting by the early sound system selectors would mimic the U.S. radio DJs, and they'd pick up coming over the water by coming up uh, with their own rhymes and announcements, just like, you know, radio DJs today, right? right. Like yeah. Zoo Morning Radio, they'd have their Ooh, own... Ooh, we're the driving five. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah they'd guys. have their own, like, little style of doing that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And it was uh, to form a clear distinction made between the different DJs. So I just thought that was really cool how, you know, the idea of the sound system was originally, you know, they were basically taking big, like, you know, cabinets. Mm -hmm. Like, cabinets... A cabinet today, you know like that you would have in your home, right? A speaker cabinet you're talking no, about. No, no, I mean like real just cabinets. Oh. They would take, that's how they were, they like, were taking real cabinets and then cutting holes in them and putting speakers in it. And that's uh, why they call them cabinets today. Mm -hmm. This all started from Jamaica. I mean, this all, hmm. you know, and they would put them on flatbed trucks and just wheel them around with DJ booths and have like mobile freaking parties. Right, I mean, right. that is like the, baddest, coolest thing to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And just have these par parties all around the island. All right. So do you want to get into the, the second wave? Sure. All right. So by the 1970s, ska had made a nice little foothold and it gave rise to things like, like I said, Rocksteady, which was a style, and reggae. By early, mid-70s, ska also took off in a big way in the United Kingdom. The second wave is also known as the two-tone wave, typically because people wore the suits. Mm -hmm. They took on that mantle of the rude boys from Jamaica, and were like, this is, this is a pretty badass style. Right. And they, most bands, not most, but a lot of bands took on that, that mantle of, we're going to wear suits and play this music and it, sort of bring in this British United Kingdom flair to it. Right. And also, the two-tone kind of had to deal with a lot of the bands at the time were integrated, which well, most of the bands of the, of the time, not most, but again, several or a lot of bands at the time weren't integrated. Well, it was a bunch of white dudes or a, a girl singer with a backing band, but not a full band integrated with you know, black people, white people, British and Jamaican and this and that, all working together to make music. Right. Well, it... it Jamaica was a, a British colony for a long time. Right. And it had, like, oppressive rule. Right. And during the 60s, that, that rule led up. Mm-hmm. And you, you had a influx of a lot of Jamaican people that came to the UK. Right. And when they were, you know, they, they, they came to England. And when mm -hmm. they did, they brought their music. And that music mixed with a lot of the, you know, a lot of the music that was happening, you know, in Britain at the time. Mm-hmm. So consequently, you have like the rise of the punk movement happening during right. the 70s. Yep. You have a lot of people bringing ska from, from Jamaica. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of white people really enjoy that sound, really enjoy dancing. Right. Uh, and you had rock right. and disco. Mm -hmm. They were all in the 70s. Right. Uh, so you had this weird sort of amalgam of, of sounds that people were, were coming up with. Right. I, I also kind of wanted to mention, too, at, you know, at that time, there were a lot of skinheads. Right. Okay? A lot of skinheads came from Jamaica. Uh, and, and, you know, here's the thing is that like a lot of people, you know, you say skinhead and originally, you think automatically racist. Yeah, of course. Right? Like yeah. racist, 
you know, neo-Nazi skinheads. But originally, skinheads were, were you know, black people, white people. That you know, yeah. they, It was all about working the working class. class. Yeah. You know, so your traditional, like, skinhead outfit where you have your boots and bracers, right? So you have your boots and bracers would be suspenders in case you don't know what they are. Mm-hmm. The reason why you had the boots was because you were a working class person yeah. that wanted some kind of steel toe shoe because you, you were working in a factory. A factory, a mine, some right. sort of industrial something. So also the skinhead because you didn't want long hair. Exactly. You it's, know, yeah. you didn't want that long hair. and it, you, you Dirt, know. it might get caught in something. Like it was, it was out of necessity, not really a fashion statement. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You also had the... I forgot what they call them. I apologize. But, you know, here in the U.S., we call them polo shirts mm-hmm. just because polo is like the brand. But in England, they had the same kind of thing. A, a, uh, a short three or four button three, collar. Yeah, with a collar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so that three button collar, the the rolled up pants legs as mm-hmm. well so that your your pants legs don't get caught in any kind of machinery. Yeah, get mud or dirt or whatever. Right. And it was just all about working class and, mm-hmm. and you know, and... A lot of skinheads really enjoyed that dance to the beat as well, just like right. with the Rude Boys, mm-hmm. you know? And they all kind of mixed it up. I mean, trust me, there was fights as well. Well, you and know? just like with the Rude Boys in Jamaica, you had some factions of groups of skinheads who were racist. Right. And did break off and decided, we don't like what's happening in our neck of the woods. We're going to band together as a united front and, and go do whatever they did, beat people up, whatever. Right. Bad apples for what the original term was meant to be. And, and it's really, it, it, to me, it kind of seems like kind of what's happening, you know, in today's day and age with, you know, the idea of Brexit, Britain leaving the EU, right? A lot of that has to do with, you know, not wanting people, foreigners, mm-hmm. coming in anymore, right? Right, right? The same thing with the U.S. We're going through the same thing, which is probably why we... That's a whole, elected that's Trump. A, that's a whole, you know, a whole gigantic can of worms episode. that we don't want to get into. I understand, yes. but I'm pointing that out that you know the 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 what was happening at the time mm-hmm. was a lot of the same. You know, I don't like other sentiment that's happening right. now. Turmoil, yeah, yeah, right. So that that was that was a, a, lo- a large reason why you know a portion of skinheads went in that direction. Right, social, you know, political, which is, just turmoil all right. around, especially in the '70s. Like things were. Kind of hectic and crazy there. Yeah. So just saying uh, that's like another little political thing that happened at the time mm-hmm. that, you know, has carried over to today. So now we think of skinheads, you know, you automatically think that, you know, they're, you know, racist Nazis. Nazis and, yeah. and, you know, there are plenty of those out there, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but there's, you know, there's some people that try to hold to the roots and, and. You know, I mean, you know, you have like the backlash of the Sharps mm-hmm. who are, were completely against that sort of thing. But that's just another like political angle of everything that was happening around Ska at the time. Right. And during the 70s, the two-tone wave, one of the biggest things that you hear in the lyrics from the bands of those times is things like unity and cultures coming together and, and working towards positive things. A lot, there's a lot of positive influenced music of the time. And it was these groups that were like the specials, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, black guys, white guys, short guys, guys who sat on rocks, all listening and playing this. Kind of <laughs> sat on rocks? <laughs> That's with a, that. Put it on a rock or something? No, no. Those sort of feelings that people were having kind of went against what the bands were trying to emphasize. So some of the, the darker 
things that people were doing, skinheads and some of the, the newer UK rude boys that were bringing in the violence and stuff, those bands would have them out of venues. They were like, no, no, get out. This is, we're, we're playing for everyone. Right. This is about unity and we're all people. We're all here to do the same thing, have fun, listen to music. So if you're going to bring that stuff in, get out. But it was really hard. Well, uh, you know, and you, you talked about two-tone. Mm-hmm. And that mainly comes from two-tone records. But a lot of the, the second wave of ska during that and two-tone, the idea of it was the mixing of black and white. Right. Black yeah, people, like white people hang out. And the whole idea of the whole checkerboard. Mm-hmm. Checkerboard has been a part of ska ever since that, you know, that second wave. Yeah. And it's really synonymous with it. If you just type in ska on Google, if you Google it, and you t- and you click on image and you look at images, ska is is you're gonna have lots pop up that is all checkerboard in in like the motifs. Right, and and like the dude doing the the, the, the skank, yeah, the skank motion. <laughs> yeah, I guess that would be one of the major images that you would find with ska. Yeah, in fact, a, a sort of two tone. Just want to mention uh, the checkerboard mm-hmm. around my left arm. My very first tattoo mm-hmm. because I was into ska at the time and I was like, you know, I didn't want to get like a stupid barbed wire. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I got you weren't into you weren't into that blonde lady from the Baywatch show. <laughs> with the Oh. Because she did that movie with the barbed barb wire. wire. Yeah. Sorry. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> Which was a comic <laughs> way around to get to that joke. Comic book movie, by the way. I know. Yeah. I know. It's terrible. So. And I helped pay for that tattoo. Uh, you did. Yeah. You, you did. I yeah. remember that. Yeah, we, we all pulled our money together so I could be part of Two-Tone. Right, right. So this all happened around Kingston in Jamaica, specifically. Like, Kingston was the, the place to be, like the major city of the time, where all of that, like, all of the dance hall crashers and the sound, uh, the, the sound system parties and all that, mm-hmm. it really was happening around Kingston, like, in a major way. I just thought I should mention it. It was happening in other cities around the island, but... But that was the hub. That was, like, the hub. Nice. Hi, everyone. I'm Jessica Hinken. I'm Laura Wexler, and we're the hosts of the Stoop Storytelling Series podcast. We are a podcast in which you can hear true personal stories that are sad, happy, funny, itchy. There's no itchy stories. Why did you say sad twice? Because we gravitate towards sadness. That's not true. It's very fun. You can download us on stoopstorytelling.com or iTunes, and you can also find us at the Peak Sloth Podcast Network. Thanks for listening. Okay, some of the two-tone second-wave ska bands, uh, bands like Judge Dredd, mm-hmm. The Beat, or The English Beat, The Body Snatchers, Madness! Oh, right, mm-hmm. Madness, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, the Specials, Roddy, Radi- Roddy Radiation, that's hard to say. Roddy Radiation? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Suggs, Lee Thompson, Terry Hall, and the list is rather huge. And let me also mention that you had a lot of punk rock bands that took up right. some ska at the time. I, right. You know. This is there's the, the 70s UK ska punk movement. There was a very large divergence and this sort of like melding. Right. So you had punk ska. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, I just I, I have to mention The Clash, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rudy Can't Fail, you know. I mean, had plenty of, of songs where they added the, you know, the, the ska beat. Right. And even, even early... English bands like uh, The Police. Not ska per se, but they picked up on that that reggae tone that was now very prominent in the 70s in Jamaica. 
So can I just, I just, I have to mention this. Okay, I'm just going to read this verbatim because this is a little crazy, okay? Mm -hmm. But the, you know, you know how we talked about how we were in a band called Fast Eddie. Mm -hmm. We were also in a band called The Toxics, T-O-X-I-X. And Mm -hmm. we were in a, uh, then eventually turned into Wasted City. Right. We had lots of different incarnations. Well, here are some of the specials incarnations. They were the Coventry Automatics. They later became the Automatics. Then the Specials, a.k.a. the Automatics. Then the Special, a.k.a. Then the Specials. <laughs> Side note, when the Specials broke up, Hall Samples and Goldings form the Fun Boy 3 and the Dammers formed the Special, a.k.a. Fun Boy. Three broke up and Hall formed the Color Field and Golding formed Sunday's Best. So there's like... 16 band names that they just kept on going going on about. But I just love it how, you know, they were like, oh, we're also just AKA this band as well. You know what I mean? Right, like imagine, right. you know. Jukalo Juke and the Roach Ribs, <laughs> AKA. Yeah, exactly. It's one of those things. Near the end of the second wave, the end of the 70s, early 80s, there was a lot of political strife upheaval in the UK, America. Uh, so... That's kind of the beginning of the third wave of ska, is in the the early 80s. And the movement was largely centered in the U.S., uh, which kind of missed out on the first two. We did have radio, we had some reggae stuff, we had some ska stuff available, but it wasn't a thing. It was like, it exists, we knew about it, but it wasn't wasn't very prominent in our, our zeitgeist at the time. The, the third wave, the music typically drew most of its influence from the two-tone era rather than the original stuff, but then it started heavily being influenced by things like punk and metal and rock and roll, more of the American sounds of the mm-hmm. time, the early 80s. So you had bands like, like you mentioned earlier, Op Ivy, mm-hmm. uh, which had many different iterations from a couple different members of, of Op Ivy. Uh, the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. Well, the, it's it's Operation Ivy, Joe. Well, yes. <laughs> Sorry. But the call cool it kids call it, yeah. call it Op Ivy. <laughs> Sorry. Just so. in case someone wants to just look bad, it up. Bad habit. They yeah. can look up Op Ivy. Yeah, you they'll know? still find it. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> and, so, and they ended up being, what was the band after? Rancid. Rancid. Yeah, was, what's the guy's name? With the bad teeth and bad slurring. So yeah, Tim Armstrong was in Op Ivy. I believe some of the other members as well. And then, and then he moved over to Rancid. Yeah. And then he formed a band called The Transplants from the early 2000s, which is heavily influenced from his early days in Operation Ivy and Rancid. So it's got this like weird ska punk reggae <laughs> uh, dub. Dub was a thing that evolved from reggae and ska where you would listen to the radio and get snippets on tapes or on records and then dub them over other music so you can kind of like overlay things, mm-hmm. like the old school, like like reel to reel. So that was that's the original dub. Right, and I think this is really funny. At the same time, so Operation Ivy was active from 1987 to 1989, mm-hmm. right? So when I was like eight and nine years old, they were they were playing music for only about two years. Uh, 1989, same year that Back to the Beach came out, and the first time that I ever heard like "Safe for Kids" ska. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, like in like a, a, a you know a Frankie Avalon movie for Christ's sakes. Right. You well, know? and I think I think after the sort of political social upheaval stuff that was going on through the 70s and the Cold War and all that stuff. 
uh, just in the world, it kind of became hip and fashionable. You know what I mean? Like right. that, that's after the, the, the late 70s, early 70s UK punk movement where it was a bunch of poor kids playing crazy music. And then it comes here and it's it's kind of hip to wear safety pins and listen to certain kinds of music. And even though those bands were probably heavily influenced and loved the, the music of two-tone or punk or whatever they were playing, it kind of felt like it became a commodity, you know? Again, I'm probably going to mention our punk rock band, Wasted City. Uh, and the reason why I'm mentioning this is because we, as a punk rock band, when we played songs, we would first start out very slow. And then, you know, eventually our songs just got faster and faster right. and faster. Usually when the, we play live. Right. Yeah. To the point where, like, we were doing, like, 20 songs in, like, a 30-minute set. Like, mm-hmm. it was absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, um, yeah. But I find it very strange that, you know, you're going back to the ska in the 1960s, really, the first wave of ska kind of ended in around 1966. Mm-hmm. And that kind of gave way to Rocksteady, right. which is a bit of a slower ska beat. Mm-hmm. Right, it's it's a little bit more toned down, a little bit slower. Uh, you have less uh, less brass in it, mm-hmm. and it relies a little bit heavier on the the bass. It's more right? jazzy, right? Yeah, and that eventually gave way to what we know as reggae, mm-hmm. right? And we always, you know, like we talked about, we always thought reggae came first because it was like, it was you a, know... Yeah, it was the, it was the island it sound. got bigger than ska ever did. Right, you know? exactly. Like, everybody likes reggae. Yeah. Right. And I mean, I'm not to say that a lot of people don't like ska, but it's not as readily available as reggae. But well, it's not the cultural icon that reggae is. Right. Or Jamaica. I mean, you can go and look on your, you know, TV, and there's a reggae station. There's yeah. not a ska station. Right, exactly, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I, I think a lot of that has to do with, like, the popularity specifically of Bob Marley and the Whalers. Mm-hmm. Well, and again, going back to the the social, economic, political stuff at the time, especially in Jamaica during mm-hmm. the seventies, our stuff, and, you know, in the UK, reggae made a more political, widespread statement than mm-hmm. Scott did right. at the time because it sort of like went away from Jamaica and was popular in the UK and just starting to be popular in America. Right. There, I think this is really kind of funny that there's this, uh, there's this myth going around that uh, the slow pace of, of Rocksteady mm-hmm. actually came about from an extremely hot summer of 1966. Really? Yeah. So, like, the, the kind of myth is, is, like, it was so hot that people couldn't play ska that fast. Oh, so they, so they much, slowed so it down. Energy. <laughs> yeah, so they kind of slowed it down, and uh, it became rock steady. And I, nice. I, I kind of om- like, even though it's a myth, I kind of almost would rather have it have be, it be that yeah, way. Have it be that way. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's too damn hot. Yeah, it's too, yeah. Just slow, slow it, down. it down. Slow it down. Slow it down. Chill, everyone. Yeah, chill. This, this is a fan <laughs> and some beer kind of day. It's, it's a little it hot. Yeah. Three little birds. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like it's, you know what I mean? I just, I, I love that. I think it's great. So like I was saying, the third wave, this is probably, this is our generation of ska. Mm-hmm. All of us sitting here at the table. We had God, a myriad of bands that half of them I've never even heard of. You know, you, but you do have bands like The Suicide, The Toasters. It brought rise to bands like Sublime, which mm-hmm. use that sort of reggae-ish, ska-ish kind of on the cusp Sometimes they just would play whatever they felt like. Bands like Safe Ferris, Rancid, Real Big Fish, uh, Ruder Than You, Less Than Jake, 
I'm gonna jump over that table if you don't say the boss tones. I yeah, mighty mighty boss tones. The, the mighty mighty boss tones. Yeah, the Smith Oaks. Uh, I just want to say that I listened to an entire interview. Not listened to. I'm sorry. I read an entire interview with Ben Carr, mm-hmm. the boss tone of the boss tones. He's the guy who dances. He's the yeah. dancer. <laughs> yeah. He's but okay. So I read an entire interview. I'm going to put that on the on the show notes. Uh, if you get the chance and you love Scott, you should definitely read this interview that they had with Ben Carr. He is, uh, he's kind of like their road manager and also like their roadie road manager, but he also just dances mm-hmm. through their entire set for no damn reason. Kind of like Sleazy P for the for Guar. Right, yeah. yeah. But I just think it's like the coolest thing ever. And I remember seeing them like sometime during the 90s, either at a Warp Tour or we used to have a local radio station, WHFS, which doesn't exist anymore. But right. they used to have the HF Festival, a big, huge festival mm-hmm. where lots of bands would come around. And they played it several times where I believe I skanked. Uh, the entire pit away where no one would come near me until some gigantic jock boy with Nike sneakers on came and took me the fuck out. Wow. Like, just tackled me like we were playing football. And I was just dancing, having a good time, man. I'm just saying, I cleared that pit for like three minutes and danced the entire time to the Boston's. Just had to tell that story. I apologize. Let's no get back to it. No worries. Sort of cusp band, Fishbone. Mm-hmm. Did a lot of oh like, god! I saw Fishbone oh, me at um yeah they're just awesome, recently. Man. Where did we see him at the Shindig this at past Shindig, year yep. in Baltimore? Mm-hmm. We saw Fishbone, uh, which uh, the first time Anthony I ever saw still him. jumping around. Anthony is still <laughs> jumping around. It's crazy. Oh my god, that was like some of the best music I've seen live in a yeah. long time. Yeah, absolutely. One of my my lady friends' favorite bands from when she was growing up, Bim Scala Bim. Oh, I've heard of them. Yep. Uh, what Voodoo Glow Skulls? Right. Voodoo I'm just Glow naming there's, a few. There's a billion in in our world of ska right it came around the third wave so amanda what 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 kind of like what kind of bands did you listen to you know at the time when you first started like really getting into it was there any that we didn't that we that we didn't name so far Mephiscopheles. Yes, oh, Mephiscopheles. That's a good one, yeah. yeah. Yes, the satanic ska band. Uh-huh. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, we played a show with them at uh, Wilmer's Park way, way back when they used to do music festivals. Right. I, fun, you know. Um, then there's the local Almighty Senators. Right. Oh, yep. Yeah. Yeah, so. Oh, we didn't mention the Pie Tasters? I'm telling the you, there, tasters, there's a yeah. laundry list of bands if you guys really want to get into, like, third wave stuff. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's, I mean, they're... There's still a lot of, you know, bands touring. And and I've been seeing recently, there's a lot more ska bands touring. Have you been noticing that? Mm. Am I wrong? There, no, you're not. No, um, I uh, I teach, and one of my coworkers actually is in a ska band that just got back from a tour. And I'm like, wow, really? And he's like, yeah. Nice. You know, ska's not dead. And I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like- and, um, you know, the Bostones, they played at Artscape. And, you know, yep, you yep. just saw um, the specials. Yeah. The specials. And- and Barrett, Dickie Barrett from the Bostones, he, he's a radio DJ right still is that what he's doing doing now yeah 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 so i mean everybody's still kind of around still doing stuff it's a fun music you know it really is you get out you get dancing you know it's always got a positive vibe and yeah i I don't think i've ever listened to any like like evil mean ska that i mean you can the lyrics mephisopheles i mean is a satan (laughs) no no no. (laughs) or at least they act like it i mean that's like their shtick when we were Long, long time ago in a galaxy far away, we were in New York to go see Joey Ramone and Dee Dee play a, a, a little tiny hole-in-the-wall show. Right. My first introduction to a band called The Independence. 
Right. Which was, what they call it, ska core? Yeah, they're definitely ska core. And so it, it's it's boss tones are the same kind of thing. They're ska, right. like ska core. Right. And independence, there's, there's no wind instruments whatsoever. Mm. It's just a four-piece. Right. And, but they play super fast, punky, and I didn't, you know, it was like, that was a whole new venue for me it's like oh you could you could do ska without wind instruments and, and every time and, every time they came punk. to baltimore we we saw them yeah you know and i believe evil presley who was the lead singer mm. uh hit on my girlfriend at the time a yeah. couple of times well, he, <laughs> kind of what he did but, yeah, yeah i mean yeah. he i mean he is evil presley you right know what no I mean? but, but i'm saying like well i just want to mention too it might be bad yeah you know or have a sort of darker slant to them that, that's what i'm saying the they, they're a they're a they're actually so first off call back to our horror band episode mm-hmm. because uh the independents are a horror punk ska band kind of, yeah think of you know? like the misfits playing fast ska mm-hmm. punk. right yeah. yeah so but but also a call back to our our joey ramon episode mm-hmm. where we talked about and you can listen to that entire story where mm-hmm. we went up and saw them for the very first time right but like I was saying, like I don't think the bands themselves have any ill will, or they're not pushing an agenda of hate, and right. it's always a happy time, like you said. It's always this upbeat, you know. Even if the words are dark or whatever, right? Like, it's still more the upbeat. style. It's just upbeat, and yeah. you know, really just makes you want to dance. Yeah, exactly. You, know, you, can't, you can't sit still. You can't help it. <laughs> it's just like, and you just start wiggling and moving mm-hmm. just because of the beat. Mm-hmm. All right, so we've talked. Can I? Can I? I'm yeah, sorry. Go for it. I, 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 I don't mean to cut you off. Did you listen to Joel and Lars newest episode? Uh, yes. Uh, where they talked about they don't, you know, because uh, Castro passed away. Yeah. And they talked about the Castro hat, mm-hmm. right? The 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 army hat and mm-hmm. how they don't like when people wear those. Isn't it, well, Joe? Wasn't it you and I wear those all the time. Well, well, yeah. Right? Yeah. So they they're making fun of us, right? They were making fun of us during that episode. Yeah, but his. Hat I'm is... sorry, man. I know I I, oh, I no hate to sidetrack, but no, no, no worries. No, his his. Because hat... then they were like, then they were like, oh, you can't. Nobody can pull off anything, any kind of beard. <laughs> like if you just have sideburns, Lemmy is the only person that can pull that off. Let me no no Not Lemmy thinking. has no Lemmy has the 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 uh, James Hetfield beard. So he's got the the mustache, right. the sides. They were basically and like the chops. You you can't chin. do mustaches or anything and with the no chin or whatever. And right. I'm thinking I'm the whole time I'm like, come on, buddy. Are you wiggling? Come on, are you, buddy. Are you doing the stroking of your beard while he's talking? I don't have a beard, Joe. I have sideburns. Yeah, you can. I don dons sideburns on the sides of my face. Yeah, but they're large, muttony chops. I do have gigantic yeah. mutton chops, but yeah. they're not. I don't have a beard. No, I have huge lamb chop sideburns. Right. You know what I mean? And not the sock puppet, but... No, yeah. no, no. I'm just saying, like, like, come on, guys. You can wear whatever you want on your face. Right, it's your face. Any kind of hair you want to do, man. It's your face. Right, so that's it. Hobo Radio, I'm not listening to you anymore. After this past episode. That's a, until you next... You made fun of the Castro hats. <laughs> you made fun of sideburns. That's it, Hobo Radio. You're dead to me. Till next week. It's, until next week when yeah, the episode yeah. comes out. And then he'll listen. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just fucking with you guys. I love you. I just thought it was funny. I just wanted to, uh, I just wanted to throw some shade. All right, back to ska. So, Jamaica ska. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm no, only on my second we're, beer. We're shaking. I'm our only heads. on my second beer. There's it's no, yeah. not good. Sorry. All right. Keep drinking. It'll make it better. <laughs> so we've talked a few things that, like terminology. I remember being in early punk bands and you always had this thing Chris where 
certain phrases and, and things could be thrown into punk songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and other stuff was only for ska songs, like the huh, 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 pick it up, that kind of stuff. Right, yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, but there's there's terminology. You know, we've, we've talked about the skinheads. Mm-hmm. That's a, a ska term. We've talked about the rude boys. You'll hear that in ska songs. Right. I have a, another, I have a list mm-hmm. of ska-related terms. So I'm going to throw the word out to you guys, and I want to know the definition. Um, you guys can do that. Probably so is this not, like, but... Is this a pop quiz? <laughs> yeah, it's a pop quiz. We haven't done one of those in a while. Is it who answers first? Or is it like, do we have a beeper? No, I'll, I'll, I'll give you, you know... I'll do we have a pager the... like I had in the 90s when I first started listening to Ska? Sure. <laughs> sure. So I'll throw out the word, and you guys just try to give me the term. Okay. Okay? So it's a collaboration. Yes. So let's stop. We'll collaborate. We'll and listen. listen. Right. Yes. Okay, go ahead. Precisely. Wow. Pork pie. You, you want to handle this one? No, no. no. Uh, <laughs> the pork pie is a type of hat worn by the rude boy. Uh, any distinguishing marks? Uh, well, it, it's very much like a fedora, but I believe that the top of the hat is a little bit higher. Has the band going around it. Sometimes has a feather in the cap. Much like um, Yankee Doodle, if ding, I may ding, say ding, so ding. myself. Perfect. Thank you. Yep. Typically a white band around Oh, the, the a, a white band. Okay. But yes. All right. Nice. <laughs> Bomber. Like the jacket? <laughs> uh, see? But some people don't know what is that. They, a flight jacket. Right. A but bomber in, jacket or, yeah, the, yeah a flight yeah. jacket. Yeah. But just, I mean, uh, uh, yeah. A lot of skinheads wore them. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. You could find them at your local uh, Sunny Surplus a lot of the time. <laughs> That's true. Back, yeah. back in our day. Back in the day. I don't think they, I don't think Sunny Surplus exists anymore. No. But any mm-hmm. kind of like surplus mm-hmm. store would have a kind of bomber jacket. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Chelsea. You got this? No. No? Uh, the Chelsea is a kind of haircut <laughs> worn by a female skinhead, typically having uh, the back of the head shaved all the way up until the bangs, but the bangs were kept. So you just had bangs, the rest of the head was shaved, worn by female skinheads. Good job. Boom! Scooter rally. <laughs> when you have a whole bunch of scooters and rally, I have no idea. Do you remember this in Ellicott mm-hmm. City? This was a local thing. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and it, it evolved from a the two tone era of of ska, where sixties or owners of sixties seventies Vespa scooters yeah, would, would get all together. get together in their suits and like basically do a, a Sturgis run on yeah. Vespas while listening to ska. Yeah, and they would, yeah, the, you would, uh, just like a rally, it would just be like hanging out. Just like uh, nowadays in the U.S., we have this phenomena where we have like old dudes who have, you know, uh, old like muscle cars from the 70s and they hang out in parking lots and, you know, and like eat ice cream because they're too old to drink beer anymore. So they sit around. <laughs> well, I guess they have to drive their, their you know, their cars home yeah, or whatever. Yeah, $40,000 so restored. Restored vehicles. Yeah, so they, yeah. you know, so they'll sit around and like eat ice cream and like pretzels and, uh, <laughs> you know, and they have like a little rally in, in the middle of a parking lot and like, like the dirt mall parking lot. Yes. I would think it's very much like that, but with, uh, but with scooters and pork pie hats. All right. So let's do one more. Trad. T-R-A-D. Trad. Trad. <laughs> mm-hmm. Can you use it in a sentence? <laughs> <laughs> no. It's actually, it's, it's real easy. It's slang for, it's short for traditional. Oh, okay. So uh. in, in reference to the first wave, early 50s, 60s ska. So okay. in your second wave, third wave, 
that's what you would refer to the original stuff. So like the original stuff. Like yeah, like would, trad ska. So you're like, oh, the Scottalites, those which are totally is, trad. Which is, yeah, but it's funny because that's a new, that's a hip thing now is to shorten a word, you know, most deaf. Not yeah. the actor, musician, but most definitely. Right. Shortening it to that silly most deaf. Got it. Okay. So, mm, all right. But it, it's been around for I'm a while. I'm going to start using that. Trad. That's trad. Oh, that's totally trad. <laughs> So yeah, I mean, and there's a whole laundry list of stuff. It, you know, we talked about skinheads. Joe, and, I really and, thought you were going to throw in like boots and bracers. No, you, you talked or, about bracers. I did. I yeah. did. Was that on the list? Yeah. It's on I, the list. I just, oh, oh, I blew it early, huh? That's all right. <laughs> any, any kind of that, you know, the terminology, it, well, you'll hear it in the music. That's, yeah. that, that's my favorite part is it wasn't just the people of the time. You'll hear it in the music. Well, since we're, we're, we're firmly planted into the third wave right mm-hmm. now, and I, I mean, quite frankly, I would say like the, two, the, the aughts or the 2000s, I mean, really kind of gave way to not a whole lot of ska going around, right? I mean... There, there is, but it's not what it used to be. You know what I mean? It's sort of like watered down now. But I'm, no, but I'm saying now that we're in like the 20-teens... It's kind of coming back. It seems like it's really coming back. Well, and it's right? music is like fashion or are anything we, are else. Are we it's, in a fourth wave or is this just like a continuation of the third wave? Uh, post third wave, you, it started in Is the it like post punk where it starts to go into goth? Is I that what know. we're talking about? I don't about? know. It, it started, it supposedly <laughs> well, started know, in the early 2000s. Talking, you know, about my, my friend who's in a, a ska band now, they, they've thrown in rapping. Mm. What, what, what? Yeah, and I mean, I was listening and just kind of like, that's interesting. But mm. I mean, that could be, you know, fourth wave kind of just sure. throwing everything out there. Throwing like, why ha- not? You some know? house, Can, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Some Can, dubstep. Do you, old and new dub. <laughs> you know what I mean? Geez, like right. old 60s dub mm-hmm. and new dub. Amanda, do you know the name of uh, this band? I do. They're Are called you? Stacked Like Pancakes. Stacked Like pa- that's a nice. That's a pretty good name. Yeah. Cool. Okay, I'm going to have to listen to them. Yeah, it, it's interesting. I'm going to have um, to try them out. I mean, a lot of it is very just kind of trad, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you like that? Um, but yeah, there's one song where like he's like rapping, and it's like, wow, that's not trad. Does it go yeah. well? Does it Does it mix well? Yeah, it, it, it kind of like throws you for a loop because you're not expecting that at all. And then you're just kind of like, wow, kids these days. You know? <laughs> uh, I think nice. that's great. Yeah. So tell us, do you have any stories from your uh, from your travels uh, uh, touring with your band? You know, do you have anything that you want to talk about? Uh, you know, I've been thinking for days trying to like come up with this cool story that I can tell. And <laughs> I'm just kind of like, man, kind of lame, you know, we just went and we performed and had fun and, um, you know, there were some places that we played that loved us and some places that absolutely hated us. Probably the worst or best story that I have, um, we were on Long Island and we played in this bar and everybody hated us. I mean, they were just like, get off the stage. And it, I, I believe it's pronounced Long Island. Long. Long, Long Island. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, sorry, go ahead. So, you know, we get done and we're like, oh, we're not going to drive back. We're going to get a hotel room. And I mean, the guys at the bar, like the the um, bar owners, like, oh, you should try this place. And they give us the name and we go there. And I mean, it's it's me and eight guys. Mm. 
And uh, <laughs> we go, and um, it's totally a hotel that you can get by the hour. Okay. And oh. I'm, you know, I'm going to log in, and they're like, oh, you know, like, uh, you want it for the night or for the hour? And I'm like, well, you know, I do have a whole van load full of men, so I guess I'll, <laughs> I'll need it for the night. And um, it, it happened to be a night, and we got kind of silly drunk, because, I mean, everybody hated us, and what else do you do when everybody hates you? You wallow in the, yeah. Silly drunk. Yeah, exactly. And um, one of the trumpet player friends uh, tried to pick me up and I was like no you can't pick me up and he did and he dropped me and I like sprained my ankle oh no so we're at this you know really slummy hotel and she's like well sweetheart you just sit here for an hour because one of the bottom floor rooms are going to be open then and we'll, we'll get you in there I'll feel sorry for you what? I was like okay can you clean it first <laughs> oh man yeah Lee. did it have like was it carpeted oh did, did it did have it one have... of those vibrating beds you put the coins in the tickle fingers I think it did. Oh, gross. I think it did. Yeah, it was. Um, it was an experience. Wow, an experience. Yeah. that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love touring stories. Yeah, yeah. But aside from that, you know, just I don't know. Back in the day, I mean, we're talking about like the late '90s, early 2000s. It's all a blur. Um, yeah. Did you, you know? Did the instrument that you played? Did, did you do that specifically to play ska, or were you already playing? No, before? I um. I played the trombone, and I had wanted to play the trombone since I was, like, three or four years old because my dad played the trombone. Oh, okay. And um, as soon as I was allowed to, I was like, yes, this is what I want to do. Yeah, yeah. And um, I played uh, with some, like, all-county stuff. Because, I mean, you know, you're you're a kid, and you're playing in band, and then you listen to rock and roll, and, like, that's How do I what you do. And then, these together? You know, in high school, a friend of mine um, was like, hey, man, so do you know ska? And I'm like, I, I guess, like, you know, whatever. And he's like, do you want to be in a ska band? And mm. we joined, and it was a lot of fun. And, you know, it's I've played classically. I've played jazz. I've played, you know, pretty much anything you can think of. And... It's so much fun to just be on stage and dance around and just, yeah. like, act a fool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you guys ever do, like, the kiss thing where you kind of, like, do the instruments you, together you at the know, same time? Yeah, unison. Because, God, I, please tell me. <laughs> yes, because I made that. <laughs> There's actually awesome. one show in particular. Um, do you remember the Volt? Uh, oh, uh, in Baltimore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Was yeah. that? It was an old bank. The old bank, right? Old yeah, bank. yeah, it's we, on Baltimore um, Street, right. Right. Went to we, a rave uh, there. Yeah. 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 Now um, it's a weird strip club. It's like changed a whole bunch. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's yes. like a weird, not a strip club. Strip club. I don't. I don't get it. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> we used to play there like once a month, and one night in particular, like we did the like, you know, back and forth dance, nice. and I made the, the whole like horn the, section like the do unison it. Unison. Yeah. Synced up. Yeah. 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 Horn section. The other horn players won't won't talk about it. They're they like, won't. We, we they don't won't even talk discuss about it. it. <laughs> but that's so cool to me. <laughs> yeah. That's great. I love that. It's like the, the, what are they called? The Ronettes, or not the Ronettes, the, the girls in Vegas that do the leg kicks. Mm-hmm. That's the Rockets. The Rockets, mm-hmm. that's right. what it is. Not the Ronettes, it's a band or a group. Anyway, but that, that's that, a thing. That that's whole another chorus thing. line right. of that unison movement, like that's so cool. Yeah. Especially when it comes to that upbeat music like ska. Right. Okay, so one thing that I forgot to mention when we were talking about the very first wave of, of ska and... Um, so not only would, like, the sound system guys, they wouldn't just get these people together to, you know, to, like, record, you know, new stuff for their DJ booths, right? That You know, so they could put, like, a single out and, you know, and play it for everybody. But a lot of the time when they were recording actual bands in their studios, you know, because a lot of the time these these guys that, that had the sound systems, they not only had, like, um, 
they had like a liquor store that they owned so they could like bring they would sell people liquor oh, and then so they would also have a sound system. Yeah, okay. You nice. know, and then they would like have a food guy and mm. you know, they would make money off of all that. But they would also, you know, record bands and they would be able to, you know, have people buy these Turn records, around these albums. And, and yeah, press a record and boom. Right. So a lot of the time the studio musician, you know, the the musicians that were in the band couldn't necessarily make it. So they would have another guy come and fill in. Right. Uh, and this is where we get the term all stars because you would have another guy fill in and they didn't know what to call the band because, you know, the, the new guy in the band wasn't really in the band. So they would call it, you know the band's name all stars so it would be like right. you know like just fill in musicians and stuff like that mm-hmm. so i just thought that was really neat like that's where that kind of terminology came from mm-hmm. you know was that you know I, I without that first wave of ska between like 1958 to 1966 you would not have the music that we have today you would not have like the technology in you know, in speakers and stuff like that, like we have today, because it really like it pushed all that to its limit, like the be able the, the ability to record people with the precision that we can, mm-hmm. you wouldn't be able to have that because right. it, it was it was so focused on that, that just these these dance hall sound systems fighting back and forth, literally sometimes with with knives and and and, and, and bricks yeah, <laughs> yeah. to the head, <laughs> to the back you know, of the with, head. Without that, we wouldn't have this today, and and it's become like this. You know, where a lot of people think it's like this second tier reggae thing where it's, oh, it's just like fast reggae. No, it came first. This was the start of it. This was the beginning. This was the impetus for that, you know, for, 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 like you said, dub for, Mm -hmm. you know, now, now we have, you know, stuff like dubstep where that's Mm -hmm. where it all came from. It came from ska, Mm -hmm. you know, rock steady. You you have your reggae, all of that, all of that stuff with, hope I'm not... In excluding anyone, but, you know, hippies nowadays that, you know, listen to, you know, reggae and stuff like that. Right. You, you wouldn't have any of that if you didn't have that original ska beat mm-hmm. that was happening, yeah. you know? And I just think it's beautiful and wonderful. Yeah, it's great. And its own little, you know, just bubble of beautiful history right there. Yeah. So I know you're not actually touring and in the band now and you did a reunion show last year and everything. Is there a website people can go and find stuff? They can, um, they can buy or whatever? Yeah, we, we do have a Facebook page. Um, it's uh, just the Smizokes on Facebook. You can like us. and Spell then that. S-M-I-Z-O-K-E-S. Nice. Just like it sounds. Yeah. <laughs> and, and your guy's um, logo was like a, just a little stick figure, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, with the square head. With mm-hmm. a, yeah, with a big square head. Yeah, yeah I remember yeah. that. Mm-hmm. You can probably go to procrastinationrecords.com and uh, find some old merchandise. Um, you know, all of the members of the band, we all have old stuff. And at the reunion, a couple guys like made t-shirts. And, oh, nice. Um, we've talked about, cause you know, last year we turned 18. That's, that's how old we are that our band turned 18. Now you guys can vote. <laughs> exactly. Um, and you know, we, we've rumored coming around again at 21, but you know, it, it's humbling to have people still into it after all these yeah, years. Yeah, you, you were saying like people come, um, come down to your yeah, shows. And- people come down from like Boston and like travel out of town to like come and see us and are like, yeah, the Smith Oaks. And we're like, oh my gosh, like we're not That's even cool. really we're a band. A That's <laughs> cool. Yeah, I mean, the auto bar like reached out to us and we're like, hey, we've got these ska shows. The other reunion show you guys did, gosh, back in like the mid 2000s was really popular. Would you guys want to do it again? And you know, this last one was really special because we got almost all the original members. Nice. Um, so it, it was a lot of fun. And, you know, I foresee doing it again in the future. And you know, it's it's a lot of fun. Well, yeah. let me say uh, from uh, from the Curioso that if and when that happens, 
please let us know, and we will make sure the entire audience uh, of our show will will know that mm-hmm. awesome. and when it's happening. Yeah. And uh, I plan on being there because yeah. I missed the last one. <laughs> yeah. No. So worries. it gets hard when you're when when you're all like when you got kids when you're a, a parent double job. And... <laughs> well, you know. Being a parent, like the best meme I saw was a uh, rude boy and, uh, you know, ska parenting. Pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you know, yeah, pick up all your toys. Yeah. Pick yeah, up the Legos. Legos. <laughs> nice. That's Cause, right. Because they hurt. What? what was that old joke you used to tell? How many rude boys to take the screw in a light bulb? Oh, God. It was like one to hold the ladder, one to turn the ladder, and one to yell, pick it up, pick it up, pick yeah, it up, yeah, yeah. or drop the light bulb. And, yeah. yeah. Ridiculous. Oh, I had tons of them. Yes, I used to have did. tons of them. I don't remember any of them now. <laughs> yeah, like you said that, and you were like, I just drew a blank. It was awful. <laughs> it was absolutely awful. All right, well, on behalf of the Curioso podcast, Amanda, from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for coming out today. Thank thanks, you. Thanks for having me. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> All right, Curiosos. So just remember, enjoy yourself. Thank you for listening to the Curioso Podcast. You can tweet us at Curioso Podcast. You can email us feedback at thecurioso.com. You can Facebook us, facebook.com backslash thecurioso podcast. Check out our merchandise on zazzle.com backslash curioso podcast. You can also check out our videos, youtube.com backslash curioso podcast. On the left-hand side of thecurioso.com, you can help support the show by clicking on our donate link. And if you're a real Curioso, we need you to go on and give us a great five-star review on iTunes. It will help us get more listeners, and it'll make you feel good about yourself. Sorry, I got a little flow. I got a little phlegmy in my throat. Is that like lemmy? Yeah. Like Yeah, I had a little phlegm and it had um, a mole. <laughs> and it had a mole. It had a big mole on the side. Wow. Somebody paying attention. Uh, no, I'm paying attention. It's okay. It's okay. What, was I supposed to say a joke? No, no, no. Because you usually start with the thing. Because <laughs> everybody can see me on the podcast, Joe. Yeah, yeah. Doing the dance. I was actually dancing all around the kitchen before we started this episode. Were you? Yeah. And Dana was like, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, I'm just, I'm Practicing happy. Practicing my skanking. I'm, I'm just, I'm happy. <laughs> I'm just dancing around. I thought that was really cool. How mm-hmm. it basically it's sound systems and that's where, you know, it, I just thought, let me actually do it and yeah. not tell you guys. Just go ahead and do it. Ska line that you can just yell at the end. <laughs> No, because you always hated when I did that. You're like, it doesn't go in a punk song. <laughs> Get ready. Get ready. Oh, is this the I, I, I? I, 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 She took it up the garden 
You mind unplugging me? Yeah. So what can I do to help? Oh, uh, Joe's just breaking it down. And... Uh, uh, uh.